0: Hey everyone, welcome to uh, part three of our speaker series on running during time of Corona. Um, this is a, a wonderful episode to produce and a, a great conversation to be part of. Um, so I want to thank everyone who was involved in helping to create it. Uh, you know, there's been a lot happening and there's a lot that's has continuing to happen. Um, I think the future holds some very bright and uh, wonderful possibilities, uh, as I sincerely hope that that happens and, um, I hope that this conversation you're about to hear helps to, uh, remind you that you are not alone, you have support, you have allies, um, and that this is a thing that we're all in together, uh, shooting for a better and brighter future. Thanks for joining us. Without further ado, uh, here is, uh, part three of our speaker series. Thank you for being here. Uh, it is it still a massive understatement? There's a lot going on. There's been a lot going on for a few months, and there's been even more going on um, as you know, protests and marches for Black Lives Matter have continued, and you know, our federal government is uh, not. It's a disaster. They're terrible. Um, I will say that publicly. They they are awful. Um, thankfully states have begun to respond to those protests and marches in very positive ways and that's been exciting to see um forgive me i i i actually wrote notes for myself which i don't i have not done for these talks in the past but this is a particularly important one so i I, i've had a lot of thoughts um and and tammy actually have to thank you for for sort of prompting me to write some of them down um because you you asked you know for more information for what what the point of was, was supposed to be um so I, I know that my initial email to you guys was sort of short and somewhat vague um but you know i i want to say is you know, we are at i feel like a very unique place in our country's history in in the world's history i think for for us i think the next chapter where we are is being written right now i think the old chapter is closed i think this is a brand new one um, and my hope is that talks like these from, from you all, from other people, can be a really positive force going forward. Um, you know, the global pandemic coronavirus, for as much terror and stress and anxiety as it inspired and put into all, all of us, uh, it also opened the door for a lot of people to open their hearts, to open their minds. They, they were given time for the first time um, to be able to, to take a step back and to read, to listen, um, to be available. Uh, and that's has historically been hard for a lot of people who work in a very office-driven culture. It's, it's difficult. Um, and I think now, also, as cities have begun to reopen, um, if not already re- re- reopen, there are some truly valuable lessons that can be carried forward. From this time, so that the the, the changes and, and the shifts can be sustained as we, as we move forward. Um, so much has happened that needs to continue are, are, are across the board, um, and this is a truly unique opportunity as people are now beginning to figure out different priorities and different needs uh, and what that looks like. Um, and I. I hope that this talk can be one of those resources that people can tap into. Um, as, as I said in my email to, to most of you, I think the future forward is going to be led with, with compassion, empathy, and, and kindness. Um, and I think the people who are on this call right now are you are among probably the most compassionate and, and kind and empathetic people that I know um, and I'm I'm privileged to know all of you, um, because I, I think that what we talk about today is going to be extremely valuable, and hopefully, uh, will, be, will be useful to to other people. Um, and I, I said this to, to Tammy as well. I think I think athletes, I think runners in general, in, in, in particular this time, we are well suited to to take on these next steps forward. Um, And really for anyone who's ever followed a training plan or has worked towards those really hard and tough goals, we know that no plan goes 100%. We have rough days. We have days that we don't anticipate needing to take a rest day, but you take it because you have to. Um, We know what it's like to be out on the the trails or or the roads or whatever our sport is, have the days that just don't go right. And we wind up walking when we wanted to run. but m- most of the time we always push through. We know how to dig deep and to tap into those mental resources and keep moving forward. And that ultimately I think is, is, is the message here is that we've got a lot of hard days ahead of us um, between coronavirus and between sustaining a, a movement that is a, a long time coming. Um, and we are well suited to digging deep and moving things forward so that we can create a, a strong finish line for everybody where things are truly better and brighter, um, where people are actually equal, um, and everyone has the rights that they deserve to have, um, that they should have had for hundreds of years to have it. Um, and I. I I, I, I fall back to the words of compassion and empathy and kindness, because it's also a time where everyone is in a, a, an ever-shifting place mentally and emotionally, um, and from day to day, from hour to hour, you know, you're up here one day and then the next day you're, you're back down. And that, that's so hard to navigate. It's so hard to deal with. Um, and the more people can remember that and keep that in mind, as we begin to build and rebuild our communities and our groups, as, as we carry those things forward, I think that's going to make the biggest difference as we reconnect as as groups and as people, and as we move forward into building a new community and, and a new society. Um, and so that's that's really where, our, where this this talk comes from it's what i i want to capture today Uh, so again just thank you guys for for being here for being part of it close my notes now (laughs) (laughs) so as i said you know a a lot has been happening a lot's going on Um, one of the 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 questions that I had. Um, I think mean for 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 you all, and I think what, what will be help for other people is to, to know, um, you know, and the, what what tools um, are you all sort of currently using to uh, communicate with your people? Um, you know, whether that's clients, whether that's you know your your small groups, the the, the communities of, of which you are a part. Um, is like what are the resources that you all have been tapping into to be a supportive person in those areas? Um and, and but also what have you taken from them so that you yourself can be and feel supported um through sort of through these these current months during coronavirus and 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 certainly during uh the last few weeks of protests.
1: It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a big question, right? It's, and it's so yeah. multifaceted. And I just watched every face on this camera go, <laughs> not me first, definitely not me first. Um, so I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and jump in here because I, um, I feel like using this platform and working with a client that I'm working with currently, who I think you all know pretty well. Could kind of give us a good entry point into the conversation and we can kind of take it from there. Um, Apologies if everybody hears the giant blue jay that's sitting in the tree (laughs) behind me. I think he's like 15 pounds and his his name is probably Louis. Like he's just, (laughs) but apologies if you have to listen to him. So um, back in December, uh, Allison Dezier and I got together with Hoka and we decided to. Work on a project that we had basically mothballed about two years ago before she got pregnant and we couldn't find anybody to finance it at the time and times have changed situations changed polka was all on board so it's called the meaning through movement tour and originally it was supposed to be six in-person events that took place across the country uh we were well into the planning stages for that securing Uh, locations, and essentially, like, each event was going to feature a mental health professional, a special guest, a movement component, either yoga or running, um, and then actually providing people with um, clinicians to actually have 15-minute consultations, mental health consultations. Um, And then by the first week of March, we realized that this was really not going to happen the way that we thought it did. Um, So I spent a lot of time on tech forums in a week and a half and found the platform that we're currently using called Lifesize, uh, which is uh, end-to-end encrypted. Um, it's much safer than Zoom. And given the fact that uh, I, I was very sensitive to the topics that we were going to be discussing uh, in terms of race, gender, sexuality, intersectionality, uh, mental health, fitness, all of these things, I wanted something super secure. Uh, I think I scared the guys at LifeSize, who is a little teeny phone down in Austin, Texas, when I called them. I said, this is what I want to do. And they said, uh, how many people you think you're going to have on the live stream? Because there's a back end to this. And I said, I don't know, a couple thousand? He was like, let me get the owner. Uh, so here we are two months later uh, and we've now hosted two events on this platform where Allison and a special guest and a mental health counselor have had the opportunity to talk with the community um, and to really engage with them on thematic concepts which is actually really awesome because the way that we were approaching it previously was it was going to be all very geographic uh, related concerns so for example um, the event that was supposed to kick us all off in New York would have just been very sort of New York focused. Um, but pivoting to online actually gave us an opportunity to bring in Dr. Reedy Sandiel from Columbia University to, uh, to lead a workshop called Allyship is a Verb. Now, in person, we could have probably only had about 100 people, maybe 110 if you stuffed the entire place at Finish Line PT. Um, we had over 700 people ready to start to attend for the live stream, which was awesome. Um, and it was just very simply an hour-long presentation, a great conversation between Allison and Rudy, um, where people were able to ask questions in real time and get answers. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll drop a link to everybody later. Like, all of these videos are now available online if anybody's curious to see them. Um, but I think just providing a forum, to your point, Nick, uh, where people could get their questions answered and to really lean into, here's an expert to talk about this, right? It's not me or Bob or Joe talking about mental health. It's like, this is an experienced and licensed and credentialed clinician talking about this in real time and providing real facts and real information. Um, I feel like that kind of connectivity online now is going to help bolster in-person connectivity later. Um, I'm super excited. We're having an event um, on 7-Eleven called the intersection of power, oppression, and privilege, and our speaker lineup includes Patty Gonia, which I am I'm super psyched she is joining us. Um, we we don't we don't know uh, what incarnation of Patty she's going to be on the call, but we are just, just we are thrilled to death that we we've got her for the event. Um, but the clinician that we have for that is uh, uh, Kenya Guzman, who specializes in queer studies and LGBTQA issues. Um, so we have like all of these different thematic events where we lined up these people that are all experts in their field, but all really touch on very different aspects of their field um, and are able to bring a very, very detailed conversation to everybody that folks can then interact with. And the cool part about this platform is the back end is a live chat. So it doesn't look like you have, you know, 95 people on a call. It's simply the two folks or the three folks who are talking. Um, So I feel like Fostering small group connectivity, even though if it doesn't really feel like small group, and getting people to talk openly and honestly and get their questions answered, I feel like is a, a great place to start, no matter what communities that you're engaging with. And I think it also gives people, to your point, Nick, who are uh, learning how to ally themselves. Like, I, I, I'm i sorry, allyship is a noun. I have a hard time with it. I really <laughs> just, it's like... If, if to ally is a verb to ally that that's cool but you know okay off the of grammarian soapbox momentarily um but i feel like that gives people who are interested in really doing this work specifically anti-racist work doing the work of allies a, a way to engage that is not centered on them that is not them talking and leans into listening and education um in in a really meaningful way so i would encourage everybody to kind of think about how you're connecting, you know, visually to, to be able to see people and to get those questions answered and to provide resources. Like we actually provided, a, I built out a whole page on Allison's website, um, which started out as two pages and is now like 57. Oh my God. Um, but with a glossary of terms um, and a like a, a really exhaustive book resource list that we're going to continually update um, that I feel like just being able to say here guys, here's the information because I know Every single person on this call has gotten a phone call, if not this week, certainly in the last month or two from somebody that they know and care about who's like, I don't, I never realized X, Y, or Z was happening and I want to do something about it. And they don't realize that you've gotten 57 other of those calls, right? So it's like trying to, trying to communicate in a way that's respectful, but also provide the resources that people will need to do this long term because I, I, my heart would break in half. If we get two months down the road and they open Disney World and everybody just forgets everything that's happened in the last three months, I, I sincerely hope that's not the case, and I, I don't think it will be here in New York because we just lived through too much. But, anyways, I, I hope that that's that example is is helpful to the team.
0: Yeah, know I found that super helpful, and I, I, I think I think you're right. I'm I, I know I'm, I'm signed up for a bunch of the, the events. That- that you guys are, are putting on, I'm, I'm really excited for them. Um, I, I I think that actually the, the technology that we have at our, at our hands these days really enables a, a lot of sort of community to be built who are normally spread far apart. Um, and I I think that's, I think things like like life size and, and, and Zoom and, and, and other platforms are gonna continue to be used not as heavily, but probably still fairly heavily, at, you know, going forward, because it's a great way to connect people from New York, from Chicago, from you know, Denver, from um, California, from everywhere, you know, all over the world, um, so that more voices can be heard, they can be amplified, uh, and more people can hear them. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, okay, I've I've i i got a, life size called a joins in on first like well there's there's an event happening across the country that I can't get to um, this makes it so much more accessible for people to have more resources available to them and, I, and, th- and right now you know I think for uh for many people still where they're able to work from home it's sort of easy to uh, okay I'm gonna take out you know a half hour of my day and listening on a, a talk here or a talk there um and having that time and the means to do that uh i i think it's, it's going to make a big difference and, and maria I'm, I'm also afraid that like in two months when things reopen that like th- th- this will become the latest trending topic and it'll be forgotten I'm, i sincerely hope that doesn't happen and truthfully i don't i, I don't think it will i think too much has happened in this country but also across the world um you know it's been amazing to i i don't think as far as i know in our history we have not protested across all 50 states and then in other countries um and i think that speaks volumes to how much people are are, are caring about the, the issues and how and i think in some ways because people have been able to reconnect or stay connected better through technology um that more and more people have been able to get, to get that message out and, and to tap into it um so that things are not lost um i think that's been incredible um and i i think that i will continue i hope that that will continue um so that real and lasting change can take place Anyone else here to share some thoughts? Lydia New, Tammy, Chris. I,
2: I mean, I think I just echoing off of what you and Mary just said, I mean, especially with technology, I mean, Instagram, you look at everyone's stories and you get a wealth of resources, places to donate, um, articles, videos. And I think, you know, just the increase and advancement of technology, you know, is how we're aware of such things happening even more so now Um, and that's not eliminating the fact that this has been happening for years um, but you know the use of Instagram the use of videotaping has increased more awareness towards it and I think just you know connecting with people talking with people um, you know I try to give the athletes I coach a safe space and I want them to be comfortable and tell me hey I'm not feeling this or hey I feel like this whether it's during a workout or during their life like and I think that's something we all take as athletes and runners just you know giving each other that open space and being able to talk freely and feel like they can do anything and say anything they want and not have any repercussions so I think just you know continuing to share that message and I too have that fear where this is just uh, a trend Um, I hope it goes past this. It should go past the COVID nineteen era that we're in. that's What I'm going to call it. Um, and I had written a piece for Backline, and you know, my my message for it was, you know, choose whatever action you want to take or actions, and you know, try to apply it to your everyday life. I mean, once we return to our jobs and stuff, this shouldn't be a thing that should just be forgotten. This is something mm-hmm. we have to instill in our living every single day, um, because. You know, just because the protests stop doesn't mean we stop. So I think just, you know, actively striving to speak up and raise that awareness is really crucial.
0: Uh, I, yeah, go
1: ahead. I actually have a question for the team um, because I know personally I've felt overwhelmed by the volume of communication um, and it seems like all of everybody's just heads just nodding. Um, what are some ways that, that you guys are managing this and like and, and really taking care of yourselves with this? Especially Chris, like I can't imagine the inbound level of communication that you're you're working with. Like how are you guys managing?
3: Classic. Uh for me, I think um, you know, in thinking about how I'm communicating, knowing that all of my athletes and the people that I'm, you know, my friends that I want to reach out to, everyone else in this world is also overwhelmed with the amount of information right now. Knowing that, I've tried to be really strategic about contacting those people through channels I wouldn't necessarily get them on otherwise. And so, um, you know, I have email correspondence with some of my athletes, and that's how we've typically scheduled. So sending them a text message was really out of the blue for them. And so that, you know, like they were like, oh wow, like something is, you know, this is like a serious message. Like I only text you when something serious is up. Um, for people that I text all the time, I sent them video text, right? And and like, or a video message on Instagram. And that, you know, changing up the style of communication has has helped, you know, my athletes feel more connected to me and my friends too. Uh, you know, and saying, like, okay, this is like different this is not our this is not our day to day, right? This is not this is a different approach. And so um, and also like this, you know, when you're in writing, you don't have the same connection with people, even a text message. But, you know, to send a video message or to, to jump on a call like this, um, you know, I think has really sort of helped feel helped me feel more connected to my athletes and, and them to me. Um, and so that I can do what Tammy said, you know, make that safe space for them, make them feel like um, with everything else that's going on in the world, when we show up to be athletes, we don't, get to, we don't get to leave our identities behind, right? We carry with us our bodies, we carry with us our, our race, our gender, our sexual orientation, whether people know it or not. We carry a, you know visible and invisible identities with us when we're running, when we're working out, and when we're at work and when we're at home. Um, you know, we can't just compartmentalize those things as much as we'd like to say that maybe fitness is our escape from the daily world you know, in this time with, with everything that's going on, that those those identities travel with us. And so I want to make sure that people feel really well supported. Um, for myself, you know, I do, You know, it's that thing of saying, you know, Mary said at the top where you get that one call from somebody who's like, oh, I wasn't sure about this. Can you help explain it to me? Or, um, you know, I want to be an ally, but I don't know where to start. And I saw you posted something. Can you walk me through this? And that's awesome and it's encouraging to see that people want to be involved and also at the same time i did get 57 other messages just like that prior to you know your one question and so i think um, you know i just know that this is like for me i've kind of considered my life like a public service know in a lot of ways because i am an out trans man who is very public about trans identity and speaks relentlessly about lgbtq inclusion and specifically about the challenges that transgender people face in and out of sport. Like I know that some, I, I put myself in a position where I'm going to be that resource and I've embraced it. And, um, you know, when it, when it gets difficult, when it gets challenging, I, I just have to step back. And sometimes that means just not answering the messages <laughs> today and, you know, not checking the messages because if I check them, then I'm going to want to answer them, them. Um, and, and just allowing myself that space to say, like, it's not, it's actually not my job to answer everybody's questions, as much as I sometimes make it my job. uh, I can can be okay with saying no, I can be okay with drawing those boundaries, so that I can sustain myself so that I can better serve people, uh, you know, the next day. And also just so that I can continue to like, show up in my own personal relationships. Like, if I'm super stressed out by everything that's going on in the world and my, and the feeling that I have of being a role model or of being a resource for people or having to answer all these questions, I'm going to take that into my relationship with my wife and and, not be able to show up in in a way that feels good when I'm at home. And so, and since we just live at home now and work at home and don't leave our homes, you know, like it's important to be in the right headspace. So, um, you know, I think just, being okay with sometimes stepping back because uh particularly like when this all started um so i think i had a i had a transition time in covid where uh even though i an independent contractor work from home typically do the freelance coaching stuff which has primarily gone on although a lot of people dropped uh because their races have been canceled um you know there was a shift of, of like morning routines were different and I'm not traveling as much and you know everything sort of changed and then we adjusted to that new world that we're in. Uh, I don't have children so I can't imagine what that was like to, you know for people to have to navigate that or like an office job or things but when when uh, news broke about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and we started to have the protests uh, and we started to have the demonstrations and, and I'm in Chicago and we started to have violence in the city um, there was a there was a time when I was just like could not get myself off of Twitter. And I don't have a TV. So all my news comes from Twitter. I'm checking the Chicago scanner. I actually had the police scanner up in my house and was listening to it. And I like just could not pull myself away because I was like so um, overwhelmed by the moment of like knowing that this is a moment in history where everything is changing. And, you know, watching it unfold and thinking about what my responsibility is to participate in that. Um, and then, you know, I think there comes a time where we just have to turn it off for a moment. At the same time, we can't turn off our advocacy. We can't turn off our, um, you know, like we don't have, a lot of us don't have the privilege to turn off parts of our identity. So like I say, for me as a white person, for me to say, I don't want to think about racism or white supremacy for a moment, while a person of color, a, a black woman needs to think about that all the time, right? Um, and so there, you know, recognizing there's the privilege in there and also, it is okay for everyone I think to take a breath right and and to, to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and it doesn't mean walking away from our advocacy altogether it just means like doing it in a way that you know, like Mary said
0: like, that you can sustain yourself Thank you Chris um, and and, and to, to the last point um, I think when I like my, my long introduction, one thing to mentioned was that, need To take a rest day, and like if, if you want to think about this stuff in terms of being similar to, to training for a, a big event, in this case, sort of training ourselves to continue this work for a lifetime, for years to come, you have to take those rest days. You have to take a step back, so that you can restore yourself, that you can be the the, the resource or the supporter or, or the ally that you want to be. Um, one of one of my friends um, talked about sort of using her rest days so that she could bring her most authentic self to the table. And when you're tired and you're stressed and you're anxious all the time and you don't get a break from that, you can't bring that authentic self to the table. Um, you know, and you know, it's, it's you know, I, I think you know, as as, as as you mentioned, you bring all that into your personal relationship. With your wife and with with your friends, you know, as do I and everyone else here as well. So taking care of yourself is is part of this equation. Like it, I think that's a non-negotiable. Like I know people are overwhelmed with everything, and that's completely understandable. Um, but taking a, a day off or a step back, again, I, Chris, as you said, it, it doesn't mean that you stop your work. Just means you're you're taking the time to breathe for yourself, so that the work can can continue in as stronger way as possible.
3: Yeah, I'm curious if anybody else has strategies that they that they use.
2: I'll go next. Hi, guys.
4: <laughs> just really try to um, um, navigate through all of this by showing up as best i can every day and like nick i i I agree um and like for anyone you have to be easy on yourself and you have to give yourself a break and and take that day off um in all areas of your life not only training but i feel like um you know whether it's your home whether it's um you know cleaning um the simplest things now that we're spending more time on than ever um just in anything that we're we're finding ourselves that, you know, you don't feel like doing it. It, It's okay. And I think that that's the biggest thing is I think that once you kind of realign yourself, you can show up to those around you. So with that being said, I show up a lot for kids. I work a lot year round with kids and I'm going to be going into a heavy summer and I don't know how we're going to do this because I'm going to be pulled in all these different directions and all different areas of my life with um, camps and, and working with kids. And I don't even understand how it's going to happen because we're physically not supposed to be getting together like this. So there's so much planning going on for camps and overnight camps and me physically being that different areas. Um, I'm going to be working in a space for um, baseball and softball mo- more so than running right now. And that's outside of the New York road runners. That's something separate. And I'm just like, trying to get myself prepared for that because I knew I know very well what that looks like before. And now it's a whole nother area of how to keep kids safe and how to keep them separated. And and all these classes we're taking. So that's a that's kind of overwhelming, I would say, for myself just to understand a whole new process of teaching kids how to be athletic. And so I'm trying to pace myself through that, but I would say on a positive note, through um, all these calls platforms that I've been using with zoom and Google's, um, a lot that the, the education world has been using is Google, um, Google and all the Google things <laughs> that go- come along with Google. Um, we've been going through a lot of um, platforms <laughs> through Google. So it's been new for me. I, you know, somebody I'm, I, I love all this face stuff. I, I'm, you know, pretty comfortable with it, but all these different, this is new one. This is, I didn't even know this existed. So this is exciting um learning all these platforms is is definitely new and great um so i do agree i think we need to keep using it and connecting because it 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 takes the fear out of just being in an office space or being i don't i I don't know it's just like communication was obviously different before because we we i feel like we we took it for granted we were all in an office and we didn't even speak and now we find ourselves speaking online face-to-face so much more than we did in person. And so this is, I, I, again, through all of it, I believe there's a positive through all of this. And now with to the challenges with now where we're facing now, I would say um, there's a long ways to go, but this is a, this was almost meant to be that we had to cross this barrier over all these hundreds of years and thousands of years of where we're at now, when, we can acknowledge it and speak about it and and feel comfortable and and one race not feel left out and it's like everyone's being much more open and not and and coming I I feel in my heart even on organization wise and personal wise people aren't um they're not holding back and and people are accepting it so it's better I feel I I am a person it's better to acknowledge things than just to hide from it and you 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 appreciate even working with kids so from an adult to a child people asking questions and a child's innocence so it's totally different but like being able to still break it down to them on that level and then from a an adult level it's like you can appreciate someone at least inquiring and talking than not talking at all because a voice is is powerful and we all have voices in this world and so I, I have used myself just to voice how I feel, whether it's, you know, in any way, I don't hold back because I, I can, even on a, on a corporate level, I, I was the first one to, to go bananas on my team meeting. And it was like, I didn't care. Cause it was at the end of the day, it was, that's how I felt. That's who I am. And I'm going to stand for who I believe. And because if I don't speak then somebody else can't speak. And I feel that there's never going to be the um there's never a wrong uh, uh there's never wrong to this you're never wrong because somebody is feeling or thinking the same thing they just aren't ready to share and I feel that that's a gift that I believe I have that it's just like uh, you know you can think what you want but this is who you stand for and I believe whoever you are you just stand firmly in it and and you get you are so much more at peace with yourself and that is that's how I kind of live my life which is connecting with people and loving people for who they are because we're all people. And that's all I see. So this other topic we're talking about, I don't understand that because my mom didn't raise me that way. So I'm like, we love everybody. Love is love. Everybody's love. So I'm trying my best to help kids right now, understand that. So, and that's, that's a big, you know, it's been challenging, but a a great thing. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now and still trying to navigate myself. So I'm far from figuring it out. I don't have any, answers but i will definitely help where needed
0: and and i think that's that's great it's a great point because i think where where you are is where a lot of people are people are trying to navigate right now and 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 new things um and it's inherently uncomfortable um and noting the the class or racial privilege that we've, we've had that i i know i and it's from most of my life. And like, it's difficult to navigate those spaces. Um, but I think as people dive into that un- uncomfortableness um, that, that those conversations will happen more and more often, people will speak up, people will ask questions. Um, and that's what's really needed is for a, a lot of us to sort of take that step back from so this always speaking and letting someone else talk and hearing them and listening to them um so that they can finally feel heard um and so that they can you know it, it, through, through, through that through those conversations begin to help us move forward and and figure out what the next steps are that's going to actually benefit people um, you know in the last couple of weeks we've seen states actually make come out publicly and say that we are moving funds away from, from the, the police. We're gonna begin to transition. We, you know, we, we've repealed 50A in New York, which is great and really exciting. Um, strong changes that have historically been resisted have moved forward in a matter of weeks. Um, and that's been huge. Um, and I, I think that as those things continue and those conversations continue to be had, those who are currently in power have no choice, but to acknowledge them and listen to them um, and begin to make those changes, uh, even though there's a lack of guidance from the White House. Um, and it, it, it it's, in, I, I think it's very historical in the way that it states are taking the lead um, in making those changes happen. Uh, it's like that's really where it's going to start, and that's what's going to continue from. Um, and I hope that that does continue on. Um, you know, it's you know, I think I, I, as most of you know, I I work in the justice system. You know, I work for the probation department, um, and so it's been a strange world for me um, to navigate my my place in, in that system. Um, and how that affects and has historically affected people. Um, and, you know, I, I know, and actually, Chris, I think I saw something that, that you, you you had posted that sort of gave uh, the, the correct understanding of defunding the police, um, which I appreciate it. Um, you know, they, you know there, there have been the, the two sides of people who want to really abolish the police versus those who wanted to just shift funding to. So, the communities can have more resources. Uh, and that's a big distinction. Um, and I, I, I will happily and publicly say, I've said it before to other people, I 100% support moving funds away from the police and into social service agencies that can give people the resources and access that they need to those resources so that the police don't have to. You know, a, a, a crisis counselor, a mental health worker, is far better equipped to handle the vast majority of things that come up yeah. than an officer who has a gun. Um their role and to me in my mind is supposed to be that of a guardian, not an enforcer. Um and it, you know you've all heard and you've all seen the analogy of oh, it's only a few bad apples and I don't like that because it's bullshit
3: oh did you break up
1: i was like i was like, waiting for that last part <laughs> i think he's he's gone to plaid oh my gosh, gosh. and it was like <laughs> so dramatic oh, <laughs> I know, I was
4: like,
3: uh. it,
1: it was actually like a mic drop on a zoom call it was like just literally like that's what? bullshit literally and now and uh, you know, I always have that moment where I'm just like get close to the computer, going, "Did what Me happened too. Why is this it?
4: Yep, no, oh, no. Sure that, oh, was that was a mic drop. Nick did a mic drop. He's like, you oh, know what? I'm done. I've, I've said everything I have to say. Yeah. He's well, like, I'm done figured,
1: Yeah, like Mr. Super, like sweet and unassuming, like, yeah, I'm. I'm just <laughs> dropping this and I'm out of here. Oh,
3: Bye, okay.
1: Um so I'm sure he will be back momentarily and he's probably going to be like, what did I say? Like you said, bullshit. And then left the call. So, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, I I would love to know kind of just how, how are you guys helping like your friends, your loved ones, like understand that like races are probably not going to happen this year. Oh, oh Nick, you here? Oh my Nick, God. Did you, Buddy. did you
4: bring your mic back? Come on, Nick.
1: Just put it back up. Yeah, he's working on it. Minor technical difficulties. Yeah, I'm just curious how you guys are sort of like, because I'm sure all of us are fielding questions about like, are we going to be able to go back to running and racing? And and Nick, that was I was stalling for you, buddy.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the injuries here are sometimes hit or miss. Um, so I got cut off. So that That's was okay. a okay. big
2: you. you got heard your perfectly mic cut off. You dropped yeah. like my epic my mic drop. drop.
5: That was just like a really <laughs> good, just like here we go, boom. Yeah. Perfect. Bye.
2: Perfect. Done.
5: <laughs> um,
2: um, I,
1: Nick, uh, yeah, I'd love to know, Nick, and just to catch you up real quick, because you had gone mm-hmm. into the matrix for a second. I had asked the squad, like, <laughs> you know, um how are how are folks? you know counseling people who are like they want to get back to running and racing and like training and you know we just don't know what that looks like yet and Benue is about to drop some knowledge because he's got the big speaker screen
5: oh that's just my face
3: and this something important weekend. is coming <laughs> so
5: um yeah, I, I, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of runners message me or text me over the last few weeks or months um, that'll ask me like, hey, is this race happening? Um, yeah, and, and of course, like they'll ask me that because, because of, because I work in New York Roadrunners, so it, it's inevitable. Um, but I, yeah, and like, and I think like they're expecting like some kind of inside scoop or something. I'm like, I know what you, I know the exact thing you know. So yeah. Um, and it's and it's one of those things where like I I think because so many people I guess put I guess all their all their eggs in this basket in this in like in a particular race expecting like hoping like it's gonna finally happen and I don't know I maybe I, I'm on a I'm on a completely different track than, than everybody else but like I like I'd say like even before like I think everything started closing down in March I already had this mindset that like. I don't care about any racing right now. Like, I, I really don't care. Like, I just like, and, and I like, I don't like, I don't mean not just not because like, I, I just don't really care. Like, I think, I think I was starting to have that feeling like that there are bigger things in the world than doing a half marathon or a marathon. And, if, if anything, these last three months prove that especially, um, so, yeah, and I, and, like, and I'm still kind of amazed every once in a while when someone, like, messages me about, like, like, whether New York's gonna happen or not, I'm like, I don't know, like, if it does, like, like, are, are you planning a big party around it or something? Like, I, like, who cares? Like, it's one of those things where, like, it's, there's, like, I, I feel like, more and more runners, I feel like, are starting to get, come to the the realization that that there is a much bigger world beyond just running, and that it's and and they're starting to at least get 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 understand that grasp of it. Um, I mean, and I think it's and it's slow. And I think they're slowly like realize that, and they're starting to run, at least realize that more and more that you don't have to grasp too hard onto those goals that that they had a few months ago of like shooting for like a big Boston PR uh like a big marathon time or like qualifying for Kona for Iron Man or anything like that. Um like it's more about just just trying to like focus on like keeping yourself like maintaining and, and be healthy. Um especially and especially like yeah, even with your own sanity. I think like especially like keeping healthy around like keeping the people around you that you love and care about. Like I feel like that's way more important. Um and just focusing more on that I think that's that's an even bigger challenge. So like Running 26.2 miles, you'll be fine. Like I think, like, like, like that'll that'll come in time. So I think like it's more focusing on that. And, and, and if it does get can if a race does get canceled, there's a virtual option. Like there's there's you can always create your own race um, and your own finish line. Uh, that's like I think there's always going to be like a, a, like a start and finish wherever you create it. It's just more a matter of keeping your own self in check. Uh, and reminding yourself that you can always have a finish line wherever you want. And, and, and if you need a party for that too, you know, that, that can be arranged. So that's all, that's all I got.
1: Good. I think that's, I think that's great to know. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that's a really important message to share with folks too, right? Cause like, I think people are still really applying, you know, applying standards and methods of behavior that are from a world that doesn't really exist anymore, right? You know, because like, it's even just with training, right? Like, oh, I have to run six days a week and Tuesday has to be speed work and Thursday has to be tempo and Saturday has to be a long run. Well, you know, we're existing in a space right now that, you know, it should be enough to just to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy, right? So don't, don't apply those old standards of behavior to that. Um, but I really love I actually wrote it down. I, I I really love what you said about like there's a bigger world beyond running. and finally, this is sort of starting to penetrate the melons of some of the densest among us that were like, you know, and I count myself in that too. like, you know, I just like, oh, I was, you know, I gotta get to this ultra or that ultra or whatever. And I was like, stop it. What are you doing? Like this doesn't really make any sense. Like, is your husband healthy? Is your mom healthy? Like, you know, just keep it all on the rails until they get a vaccine, right? and just kind of, figuring it out that way um and i really appreciate that and and i also think it's really cute that people are calling you thinking they're going to get the inside scoop from like roadrunners like you would be the one to say that information like uh, oh yeah you, you should just start making up really ridiculous things and see if they propagate in the media
2: i'm,
3: I'm capable serious. of this i am <laughs> capable of this. Just, just i would not this. be
2: surprised if someone does post it
1: yeah i am I surprised <laughs> Do you remember oh my god it was they used to they they used to do this I never did it but they put people in these big clear plastic like rubber balls and they would let them roll down giant hills it was always on like road rolls or something like you know I'm sorry. I know I'm old. I just can't help it. But you know, the big, they're like orbs. Chris is like, I can't take this anymore. But you know, like you could tell people that they could complete the marathon as long as they ran in one of those. Right. Cause they would clearly be like six feet of space and then just see how long it takes for that to be trending
4: on Twitter. Like, you just make stuff.
5: Now I really want to see this
0: race.
4: Too. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh. You just you, you just, know <laughs> that like a lot of people would a hundred percent do that if they were given that, that option. Oh they god. would do that.
1: <laughs> people be on Amazon trying to order these big orb things the from balls. Where can I get these balls? Like, oh my god! It look <laughs> in New Zealand, it's like, what's happening? I don't understand. Like, why? Why do, why do <laughs> people
3: want these? Um, That's I, I amazing. Just, it literally, it would not be a conversation unless Mary took it like way over into the imaginary, like amazingness.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> love
1: it. so Wait, I swear, much. where I live, Chris. I mean, really. I, like I have, after three months, I got so bored. I built a podcast about running in Disney World. Like, come on. Like, this is where we're at right now. It's I, just, I, it's love great it. Time.
3: I love it. I love it. I wanted to make a, a note about finish lines, and so like Nick started this off saying, you know, like. um, you know, that we're going to see this finish line. And I think the kind of like, um, you know, we'll see the finish line and we'll be stronger at the end of this. Right. And, and, you know, just said, we can move our finish lines. Right. And there's maybe not, maybe there's multiple finish lines, but yeah, I think thinking of in terms of like what this looks like as a runner, as an athlete, as somebody who's competitive, in knowing that we can create our own little challenges. So for a lot of my athletes who are super focused on races, like, listen, If you're eight weeks out, six weeks out from your supposed Ironman right now, and you still don't know if it's happening, it's not happening, right? Like it's just not happening. And you don't need to invest 20 hours a week into training because it's not happening. Or alternately, you could do that and then do something to celebrate on that day by doing an event that you create on your own. So like, here's the magical part, right? Is we have innovated so much in the last eight to 12 weeks as this has happened that Virtual races have been around forever, but now we're seeing like the virtual run across Illinois, the virtual run across Tennessee, a virtual race across America on bikes, right? And so like, I don't wanna be on my bike trainer for 3000 miles, but people are gonna do it, right? And, And so racing has gone virtual, but also there's all these cool challenges. Like there's the Yeti challenge where you run five miles every four hours for 24 or 48 hours. You can do, make your own ultra, you can make your own events and it can be what you want it to be to celebrate your fitness because at the end of the day, no fitness is wasted. So while we might not have the, you know, the, the marathon this year, whatever your marathon is, um, it's probably not happening. Uh, you know, with that, it's a good opportunity for athletes to think about why is it that I race? Am I racing for myself because I love training and I love becoming a better version of me? I love challenging myself every day, showing up and trying to like, you know, get healthier, move my body because I like the way it makes me feel. I like that I can attend to my work after I do a run, you know, or am I doing it for the accolades, for the medal, for the t-shirt, for the, for, for the photos for Instagram, right? I think this is a real moment where people can go, okay, like, what are my intentions? What is my why? And when you have a strong why, my why is to become a better version of myself every day. And some days workouts suck, and some days they don't. But at, as you string pieces together, you know, after a week, I'm a better version of myself than I was on Sunday, right? Monday, I'm always good on Sunday. <laughs> uh, you know, but like so, so we get we get the opportunity to think about that, and I and I've been challenging my athletes who have lost their races. To think about what it is that they want to accomplish by setting micro goals for themselves so to keep people engaged like just because we're in COVID doesn't mean training stops right just be, and for some people it did but um you know it, it's like i have uh, folks who are trying to drop time from their mile time so we're doing more speed work now because that's what we're focusing on trying to drop or trying to increase their ftp on the bike so they increase their power output on the bike Um, Some people are doing a body weight fitness challenge, trying to drop body fat in the course of four to six weeks. And we're just setting these little attainable goals where if you have a plan and you show up every day, you are likely to end out better than when you started. And I think that's what this is about in a time when we've lost so much consistency, so much certainty that we used to have. You know, now is a time for us to recreate and redefine what that looks like for ourselves. And we can do that in a really positive way all change is considered scary because we're not sure about what's about to happen, but so much of change can be positive. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm with Lydia, I'm team optimist, you know, I'm team like positivity because I think that in this moment, we have the opportunity to, you know, burn it all down, so to speak, and and really create something really, really special. And this is the time when community comes together. This is the time when, you know, our, our run crews and, and our coach squads and everybody gets to come together and just like, reimagine the whole thing and like what makes us excited, what lights our fire, what gets us, you know, the motivation to to be better people, to be better parents, to be better partners and show up in the world in a really authentic and celebratory way. And you know, for me, that's not like the healthy kidney t-shirt. Like, sorry, like like the race, you know, but but I'm not out there racing for another t-shirt. I'm not out there racing for uh, you know a, a medal that's gonna sit somewhere. It's like really it's about finding out more about myself and i'm really trying to get my athletes and the people around me to be like this is a really good moment to dig deep like to think about it's not just about the race there's so much more
4: absolutely
2: i think I was, also just okay. going off that going off that i mean i too like venu sometimes get texts like hey is new york city marathon happening and i'm like i skip the answer because i said we're just looking into it which is what is being said right now, but you know, you can't say yes, you can't say no. But I had an athlete recently ask me if it was going on, and if so, she was trying to figure out a plan and everything. And I said, Look, let's just wait. She was already going out for two days, four days a week at most, trying to get out there. And I said, Look, get out there. And like Chris was saying, we're gonna set micro goals together. But another thing I'm telling my athletes is now is the time to really explore things. Like you want to try a new pair of shoes, go for it. You want to try some new fuel, especially now that we're getting into like hot weather. And we also have to face that challenge of running with a mask, you know, explore different fuels, like learn what works for you, like really explore your body. But, you know, like everything we've mentioned, give yourself love, give your body love, you know, and if you don't feel like training you don't have to train, like set a small goal or you know what, just go out to run just, you know, to let out steam, to let out that stress. Like just really, I think, listen to yourself and, you know, explore if you wanna do so. I think we we have such a vast moment of opportunities in front of us and I think we should just take advantage of what we have.
0: Absolutely. I think that's completely true. I, I think I think 2020, So in the future is going to be thought of as the year where everyone hit reset um you know to reset like how we approach our training our races our lives our relationships everything because so much has shifted in such a short period of time um and i think a lot of us needed that Uh, and i think for those of us who are in new york especially in terms of racing where there's racing every weekend the opportunity to like take a moment to sit back and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not gonna race this weekend. To have the time now, I was like, I'm gonna take a step back and figure out what my why is, as Chris said, and figure out what it is I want out of this thing that I, I do day in and day out. And maybe, and if people are creative, you know, like they may not think they are, but people are always creative and like innovative when they least expect it. And I think as people take the, the, this time to figure out what they want, they'll figure out ways to tap into new goals and new challenges for themselves. And I think that's going to be amazing to see what comes out of that. Um, and I, I can't wait to see what what transpires. You know, I know Mary created a, 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 a new podcast, which is exciting. And, you know, I, nice job. I you know, I, I started these these chats that I never thought I would do. I'm not a particularly vocal person. Um, and so the idea of doing any kind of speaker series was nerve wracking. Um, but I've been so happy and excited to do them. One that I get to see people that I, I, I love and can talk to them. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, I, I get to admire Chris's curls. <laughs> <laughs> I saw COVID. Uh, I was like, "Here we go." <laughs> um, you know, and, and like oh. I, these are not conversations that I think I would have ever had with any of you, and I'm so grateful that I get to have them. Um, you know, and again, like as so scary as COVID has been, it's really opened the doors to a lot of changes that I think are really positive. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what the future of all this brings.
4: Nick, that was beautiful. I have to say two things. Um, we should do this again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really like you guys. <laughs> and Banu, I miss you.
5: I miss you too, Lydia. Uh, it's so good to see you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I talk I talked to Nick and Tammy from time to time. On social but oh man Banu sent me my message about my race and I was just like oh man <laughs> all right on to the next <laughs> no so no I'm a lot like Banu I really am um from the day I met Banu I re- it was really refreshing just to meet someone like him when I met him because and you guys all I very obviously feel the same that you guys are very much so like-minded And we all obviously are human we're gonna have a feeling we're not like desensitized as an athlete as a runner as a anything because we're just like anybody else but i feel personally that we know how to manage how to because of our um careers and because of who you are um how to manage how to not allow this fitness world to affect you and i found a lot of my colleagues and friends and pe- new people that get into, you know, being an athlete or become an athlete or, and or a runner, it can really affect them. And I really try to stay encouraging, Is but it can take a toll because being a different type of mindset um, that you keep doing this. Um, you take a day off, you can take a week off or you can come back at it in a month. It's kind of instilled in you on how to navigate and it doesn't affect us, I feel per se because this is how we kind of move and operate um, we don't let a, a race define us so that's what I'm trying to say and so I, I I mean I can definitely say um speak for myself very much so it can um, you know kind of pitch you and it's like dang I was really looking forward to a race but it's like but it's life um, like you said it there's way bigger things going on in this world and the finish line when it comes back around is gonna be that much more so with that being said I was gonna say like, I would encourage you guys just to be remindful um, to also share with your athletes. Like I share with myself, it's like, you can never um, be mad at yourself or you're never going to like be upset that you, that you put in training. You're not going to come back from a training, whatever that looks like, whether it's a bike ride or a strength training class or a run, whatever fitness thing you do, it's like, you're not going to be mad that you did it. So you're only going to benefit from it. So it's like, I, I just look at it as long-term is, what you pour in now will be your benefit for you later. And that can be whether it's, you know, a month, six months, a year, or only, you know, God knows, we don't know what this looks like, but that day will come and we will celebrate the biggest celebration ever. And I feel like that's what we're working towards is like the long-term goal, whatever day that comes. And, but until then you, you, you celebrate yourself every day, you know? So it's like, and you have to obviously it's it's tough and that's it's easier said for us than others because we can be self motivated but like it can be tough and, I, and that's where i really sympathize with a lot of people because um you have to really kind of be disciplined and but for you guys that are coaches and work really close to a lot of people i feel like that's where they need you guys the most because you are the ones that are the experts of being a coach and to get them to their being disciplined every day because not a lot of people are disciplined to be able to stay accountable and everybody needs a coach and for me um tammy knows and like well a few of you know um mary um they know that i have a significant other so it does make it a lot easier for me to work with someone so when you do have a partner it's you know it's like you're a team so i can't say you know i always tell him i could only do so much i could be just like this but you help me become better and that's what a team is and so it's like, I have a oh, my own personal coach to say because of a significant other. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, we all need someone, everybody. We all need each other.
1: <laughs> I think that's a fantastic message and, and, I, and I love it. And I'm so, Nick, thank you so much for, for making it possible for everybody to get together today.